Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. And I want to start by first uh, sending our well wishes to Mr. Pelosi once again. Um, we are truly praying for a speedy recovery on his part. I want to also start by. On Tuesday, San Francisco District Attorney Brooke Jenkins announced charges against the man who broke into House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's home on Friday in San Francisco's Pacific Heights neighborhood and attacked her husband, Paul Pelosi, with a hammer. Speaker Pelosi was in Washington, D.C. at the time. 42-year-old David DePap has been charged with attempted murder, as well as felony bodily injury to an elder and use of a deadly weapon, among other things. He'll also face federal charges and made his first court appearance yesterday. He pled not guilty. As for a motive, DePap told police he wanted to hold the speaker hostage and, quote, break her kneecaps because of alleged lies told by Democrats. What we also have learned is that the defendant brought to the location of the Pelosi residence a second hammer, as well as zip ties, rope, and a roll of tape. What is clear based on the evidence that we have thus far is that this house and the speaker herself were specifically targets of the defendant. DePap was living in Richmond. He attended pro-nudism rallies in 2012 with notable nudist activists. But his social media posts show that in the last few years, he's embraced right-wing conspiracy theories like QAnon. The attack on Speaker Pelosi's home is just the latest example of a rise in violent attacks fueled by right-wing extremism. And according to Congresswoman Jackie Speer, who represents parts of San Mateo County and San Francisco in the House, it's the kind of attack that requires a wholesale change in how business gets done in politics. The amount of um, vitriol that is spewed out on social media by members is reprehensible. And it also is why we have the radicalization um, of persons in the United States who become domestic terrorists. Spear herself is a survivor of violence. She was shot multiple times during the 1978 Jonestown massacre, spearheaded by cult leader Jim Jones. Spear was 28 at the time, and she told members of Congress that her body is still riddled with bullets from the attack. On top of that, Spear was also at the Capitol, 
when supporters of Donald Trump stormed the building to try and overturn the results of the 2020 election. So today, we're going to hear a conversation between Congresswoman Jackie Speer and my colleague Natalia Navarro, where they discuss Speer's reactions to the attacks on the Speaker's home and husband, and what responsibility leaders have to address it. Stay with us. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Representative Speer, first of all, I imagine you've been in touch with Speaker Pelosi over the last few days. What are you hearing from her? Well, I haven't actually um, been in touch with her personally. I have communicated with her through text and I, um, you know, stopped by the hospital and left um, a, a card and some flowers, but I have not actually talked with her. I think she has been for the most part you know, focused on her family and obviously her husband. What do you think legislators can do to help prevent things like this from happening again? It really requires a wholesale change in how we do business. Uh, The amount of um, vitriol that is spewed out on social media by members is reprehensible. And it also is why we have the radicalization um, of persons in the United States who become domestic terrorists. And I don't think that that is hyperbolic when you realize that this particular man had every intention of maiming, abusing the Speaker of the House who's third in command. He had um, wrist ties, zip ties, he had rope, he had two hammers. I mean, he was hellbent on being um, a vicious perpetrator of, I think, a heinous crime. The suspect's social media posts were filled with conspiracy theories. How, how concerned should we be about the growth of once fringe ideas such as QAnon, which incorporates references to political violence. Is there any way to combat it? I think the way you combat it is to shut down Donald Trump. These people are sick. Pelosi is a sick woman. She's got a lot of problems, a lot of mental problems. We're dealing with people that 
have to get their act together for the good of the country. He has demeaned her and recently um, posted a picture in which he said, your enemy is not in Russia, uh, as if to suggest that, you know, he is stirring up this militia in the United States. And he said on a another station, when asked about it, he says, oh, the people are really angry. Terrible things are going to happen. Well, terrible things have happened. And he, in conjunction with you know, people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who actually said that Speaker Pelosi should be executed. I mean, this kind of hate talk from elected officials is not, it's not free speech. It is hate-mongering on levels that um, we just can't tolerate moving forward. There's been a move by some Republicans to dismiss the connection between violent rhetoric and attacks like this one, or even to turn the blame back on Democrats for this incident by treating it as a law and order issue or concocting wild theories. How can you and other Democrats respond effectively? You bet I want law and order, and every Democrat wants law and order. This whole thought process in which they try to label, you know, the Democrats as being um, ones that do not support law and order is made out of whole cloth. They're the ones, and you can go to the Republican uh, Congressional Campaign Committee chair who posts a picture of him shooting a gun, and the hashtag below is hashtag fire Pelosi. Your Twitter feed, you posted this video we're going to show just a few days ago where you're firing a gun and it says, enjoyed exercising my Second Amendment rights, hashtag fire Pelosi. Why is there a gun in a political ad at all? It wasn't an ad. Hashtag I was, I was or a tweeting tweet. Out, I was tweeting out hashtag something that I just done. Hashtag fire Pelosi with a weapon. Well, now wouldn't you're, a pink slip be more fitting if it's about firing her? It's interesting, Margaret. It's interesting, Margaret, that we're talking about this this morning. When a couple of years back, when a Bernie Sanders supporter shot Steve Scalise, which was horrendous when a Bernie and Sanders horrific, supporter shot Steve Scalise, I never heard you weapons. or anyone else in the media trying to blame Democrats for what happened. We need to stay we focused on what we're all doing. We did extensive coverage of what happened to Excuse Steve Scalise. So the violence is being promoted by our colleagues on the other side of the aisle. It's incumbent on us to point to that and to challenge it. I carried the resolution to censor Paul Gosar when he posted a picture of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez with her in the crosshairs. I mean, you, you, we cannot tolerate that. So, you know, it's incumbent on people like Kevin McCarthy. It's incumbent on Speaker Pelosi. If there were people within the Democratic caucus um, who were fomenting violence, um, to count them out, to call them out. Um, you don't hear that happening for, from Kevin McCarthy. In fact, he didn't even say a word about the attack on Paul Pelosi for over a day.
Representative Spear, we had a listener write in to us to challenge a phrase that we've been using in our newscasts that Mr. Pelosi is expected to make a full recovery. The listener questioned that while that may be true physically, you know, does a person ever make a full recovery from this kind of assault in spirit? As a survivor of violent crime yourself, what is your perspective? I think that's accurate. I think the fact that you use that term came from a press release that the speaker's office put out. But physical recovery is very different from emotional recovery. And I'm sure that this will haunt not only Paul Pelosi, but the speaker and her children and grandchildren. It's a despicable act. Uh, We have to uh, be willing to, to call out that kind of conduct as what it is. Do you have concern that the growing threat of political violence like this could deter good people from running from office? Of course, absolutely. I mean, when members of Congress have to pay out of their campaign accounts for personal bodyguards, I mean, think about that. Why would people want to place their family and themselves at that kind of risk? I mean, it's, it's, it's really beyond the pale. And I don't know how we're going to excise it from our political commentary, but uh, we've got to do something. There has to be an effort to tamp this down in a way that is meaningful. But again, social media drives hostile language, encourages hostile language, hostile language encourages campaign fundraising, and you can see how this becomes a truly vicious cycle. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. That was KQED's Natalia Navarro speaking with District 14 Congresswoman Jackie Spear. She represents parts of San Mateo County and San Francisco, and this is her last year in Congress. This conversation between Natalia and Congresswoman Spear was produced by Nina Thorson. Shout out as well to KQED reporter Joe Fitzgerald Rodriguez for his reporting on this story. This episode was edited by Alan Montesilio, senior editor of The Bay. Our producer is Maria Esquinka. You can find all of us on Twitter at The Bay KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thanks for listening. Peace. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.